This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, it's a warm welcome, as always, uh, to the wonderful Kerry Dixon. Uh, and uh, Kerry and I have got a lot to talk about on the show today, no doubt, after a fantastic result against City last night. Kerry, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing fine, thanks, Dave. Cracking, cracking night. I'm very gutted to have missed it, as, as, as you know, but you were lucky enough to be there. Um, I think the first thing that I really want to talk about is is Hazard. Uh, and, and, you know, he steps up in the big games again. And that's absolutely what you want from your, your big players, isn't it, mate? Well, we've said it time and time again, you know, on the show. Um, you look at world-class players and, you know, there's arguments left, right and centre. But Eden Hazard undoubtedly is one of them um, in Chelsea's ranks. And, you know... For me, um, two years ago when Chelsea won the league, um, he was the difference in lots of big games. Um, him, Diego Costa, who has also been the difference this season in some big games and some big results. Um, you know, they are the, they're the sort of players who I believe are world class. And and you know, last night it was Eden. Um, Diego actually, uh, many people say gone off a little bit, but. I mean, he'll come good. It's, it's, it's a different story in itself. Um, he'll still get his goals at the end of the season. You look at his quota and it'll still be up there with the best strikers around. But Eden Hazard, you know, he's, he's got the ability to unlock defences, to make things happen. Um, and sure enough, he, he, he outshone all the all the stars who were on the field last night on both sides. Mm, he did. I mean, of course, the, the huge iron. I mean, it was, it was the billing for this match was superb. You know, two really good sides. And I mean, there's no doubt about it, City are a fascinating and, and, and very entertaining team to watch going forward. And of course, you know, you kind of expect superb world-class goals, don't you? And what we got were, were really, you know, three error-strewn goals. 
Uh, I mean, I think uh, Cavallero could have done better for the first one for Hazard. Uh, the uh, the City goal was really down to Courtois kicking it to one of their players. And then I thought that Hazard tried to almost emulate Pat Nevin in, in who could take the worst penalty of all time for a Chelsea player. <laughs> so it was really odd, wasn't it, to see such odd goals in a game like that, in a sense? Um, just to contradict you a little bit, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> you, 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 you go with the uh, the national view. I've never, but I've never seen a bad goal. And, uh, <laughs> True enough. You know, you, you, you say uh, mistakes left, right and centre. Uh, Courtois will deal with that one first. Yes, it was a poor kick, but there was still plenty for David Silva to do. And Sergio Aguero um, followed up quicker than anyone else. It's good striker's instincts. Yeah. Um, going back to the Chelsea one, Caballero, um, he, there was a deflection off a company. Um, could possibly have done better. Yes, I agree. But there was a deflection. And so we're going to give benefit of the doubt on that situation. Uh, and finally, any penalty can be missed or scored. People expect the penalty automatically to go in. Had the presence of mind to follow up quickly and uh, and deceive the goalkeeper as he put it back where he come from. So, you know, error strewn. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, good. When there's errors from some people, there's still got to be good play from others. And uh, I, I always prefer to look at the good play from others. Um, still got to take advantage of uh, these errors, as people put. It wasn't just down to Courtois that they scored a goal. No. Because if they picked the ball up in midfield um, or in the final third, which is just about where it was when Silva picked it up, still got plenty of work to do. Still got defenders around. Keeper made a save. And uh, where I reacted first. So I'm, I'm not necessarily going to go along with error strewn, but, you know, uh, we expected a few world-class goals and uh, for me every every goal is a world-class goal I could I could not agree more with that sentiment I really you know to be honest to, to, to get those three points last night it could have come off somebody's rear end and I wouldn't have cared and in fact actually to be fair I think I think you, you, <laughs> you make a good point I mean uh, I thought actually the technique that Hazard had to, to you know to, to shoot going the ball going across his body was fantastic and uh, and I think because he hit it first time you know, deflection or not, that that was uh, that was going to be hard to defend. And I agree with you. I think that you know, Courtois almost made up with it with a with a superb save, didn't he? And it just so happened that the ball, uh, you know, ran kindly for Aguero. But uh, you know, he he did what great strikers do, and he was in the right place at the right time. And as for the penalty, well, you know, it happens. But you're right. I thought actually the way that Hazard, he didn't panic, did he? He put it away quite clinically off the rebound. And, you know, you, you do see players kind of freak out a bit occasionally on, on, on occasions like that. So, you know, I think, I think you're right. There's, there is a bit of balance there, isn't there, really, Kerry? Always, always a bit of balance on the, for every error, unless it's a calamitous error, you know, when the goalkeeper balls shot straight at him or something like that and, you know, he lets it go through his legs or through his hands or something, then, you know, um, I would argue that it's in the presence of mind to get a shot on target and things like that. But, yeah. you know, um, last night I tend to find that, you know, where there's uh, slight errors on certain in certain people's um, quarters, there's uh, good play in others. So that's the way I tend to look at goals. Well, I, you know, it, it's never it's never black and white for me. I think that you know, it, 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 that it's football is is like life. It's uh, it, it's much much greyer than black and white. Um, you know, one thing that really interested me actually was 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 uh, was Conte last night, and you know, there was a sense, even though we were we were two one up, uh, you know, City were 
you know, they were they were cutting us open, I thought, actually. They they looked quite frightening on the attack. Um and there was a sense, I think, that we were getting a bit outnumbered in, in, in midfield and they were being able to run through it or play through us a lot more easily. And Conte changed this and I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. And he puts Matic in and and I thought you know, I know a lot of people don't like this, and, and I know you do. I, you like to see, you know, attacking, flourishing football. But I've got to be honest, Kerry, I, I thought what ensued was an absolute masterclass in, in, in how to close out a game uh, and defend with discipline. And I mean, as I said, it's not necessarily pretty to watch, but the discipline that they showed in that second half, because City really didn't have much of a sniff. I mean, I know there was uh, the, the, the company header and, and Stones perhaps could have done better from that corner, but... You know, really, I think we controlled that second half, or have I seen it completely wrong? Yeah. No, 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 you've got it right. Um, you know, but, you know, you talk about a masterclass. I, I, I think, yes, you know, managers are paid to make substitutions and they make good substitutions or poor ones. Um, whether they take credit or not is is uh, it's down to people to judge, and ultimately it comes down to results. Um, if the result, if they go on and win the game, then it's a masterclass. If they go on and lose the game, what what the hell is he doing that for? You know, um, that was crazy and they get slaughtered for it. Um, I, I, you know, Matic is a good player and you said before, horses for courses and, you know, away at, um, I don't know, Everton or somewhere like that, you know, Matic and Kante would be the two Fabregas for other games, certainly when we need more creativity. But the, the game or the title is going to be won by a squad. And the manager is part of that squad and part of the the group, if you like. Um, the new term that's come in, thanks to the European managers and so on. But um, and Matic is part of that. He's come in and, and and he's done what he does and he has been doing ever since he's come back to the club. Um, um, he's defensive minded. Uh, he gets in the right place. He he makes blocks. Um, yes, he give us a much sounder base. Um, bearing in mind City's attacking talent was very good and we were being exposed. But I have to say on the back of all of that, you know, and I, I digress a little bit, I, I've often thought, and I'm, I'm not being disrespectful, I've said it time and time again to the players we have at the back, you know, the three lads, and, and we've got a great defensive record this year for one reason or another, whether it's the lads in front or... Uh, is Chelsea's defence... Um, just waiting to be part of it. You know, Manchester City proved that it's possible. So he stuck an extra midfielder in there. You know, there's going to be gaps when there's three at the back. And, you know, it has its advantages, but it has its disadvantages as well. Um, Manchester City proved, and they're one of the top clubs in the world. Not everyone in the Premier League is going to expose us like that. Um, but certainly the likes of Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid, when we challenge for the Champions League next year, they're the sort of areas that, can be exposed, and that's something that the manager will have to look at at that time. And, uh, you know, he did do well. He, he made the change, um, which is a which is a good a sign of a good manager, which we know he is anyway. The ability to see something going wrong, make the change and stop it. Um, that's good management, good substitutions. Long may it continue, but I still think, and I've got this neck, niggling sort of doubt, this back three at the top level... I'm not sure. 
Mm. That's very interesting. Interesting to hear you say that. I mean, uh, and you're right. I think against really top sides, you know, you are in danger of being exposed. Although you could say that really, whatever system or whatever players you have, you play against a really good side, they are they are going to exploit any weaknesses. One thing that I noticed a lot last night, actually, there was a ball that City were playing a lot. It was going out to the left. And then they would do this kind of reverse pass and somebody would run onto it just on the outside of the penalty area. And we were getting caught out a lot by that. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you've been drumming this into me all season, Kerry. It's not about necessarily the tactics and the formations and the manager. It's about the players. And I think actually what what I enjoyed most last night was the tenacity and, and the discipline that all of those players showed. They knew exactly what they had to do and they then went out and executed it. And, you know, if I take anything away from that, I just thought it was a, you know, I thought everybody turned up last night and they did what they had to do. And, and, and it was a superb team performance in a sense. There were, I mean, I know Hazard gets the plaudits and he scored a couple of goals. But, I mean, even Costa, I don't think, I think Costa put in a superb shift last night. And that might have gone unnoticed by a few people. Every person in that team played a part. And I thought that was really good to see. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not doubting that, and the same um, sentiments would be echoed um, throughout the season, as far as that's concerned. Every part, every member of the squad has played their part. I don't think there's been any poor performances, um, by and large, by any players part of this squad this season so far. Um, hopefully, that will continue all the way to the title, and they'll get their just rewards. But um, I, I think it's just par for the course um, I think it's the way it is it was a great game I, I think players turned up from both sides I, you've already said that City were entertaining um, they're a good side as well uh, it, it's just the way it goes uh, we've skipped over a little bit you talk about everyone turned up uh, what happened Saturday when Crystal <laughs> Palace well, um, turned up and perhaps Chelsea uh, perhaps Chelsea didn't um, well they did but Slightly unfortunate, and the same Palace side go go to Southampton and get beat um, last night. It, it, it's amazing how it all works and how um, you know games. And uh, you said about I've been drumming things into you, and I, I fully believe it is about players. But you talk about you've been telling me oh, this is a dodgy game. This will be a tough game. This one won. We all got the Palace game wrong. No one saw that coming. Yeah, absolutely. But in the Premier League, there's always a tough game. You know, no games are gimme. Uh, nothing's easy, and every game brings different challenges. And you know, <coughs> Crystal Palace proved that their players can step up to the mark on certain games. And for the majority of the season, they've been falling short of that, which which is something that they have to deal with. But um, by and large, Chelsea over the two games because of last night's victory got what they required. I thought four points would have been about right three off of Crystal Palace and Manchester City to draw. But as it turns out, Tottenham have improved their position slightly, but no one else has. And uh, Chelsea, after them two games, are in a good position, mm. if not a better one than before they went in. Well, yeah, yeah, you could argue that, I reckon. I, it's, it's interesting what you say, actually, about that Palace game, because it, in a sense, they did to us what we did in the second half. And, and what I mean by that was that I thought, you know, they knew exactly what they had to do and, and, and they were really disciplined and they executed everything absolutely to a T. And on other days, you know, you get one or two players who might not be able to do that. And, 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 and that's what happens. I mean, I, I don't actually think that we played that badly against Palace. I think on another day, you know, we might have scored no. a handful of goals, you know, and it's one of those. And that was the consensus, funnily enough, that we had on the on the fan cast on Monday. 
you know, we were disappointed, obviously. You know, you hate to lose, and you particularly hate to lose against somebody that really you should be beating. But we did feel it was just one of those days, and, you know, we would get over it. And, and I'm delighted that we were proved right last night. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Ginge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yep, I, I agree with you 100%. It was one of them days, but I'm just pointing out that these days can happen. Yeah. Um, and it could still happen. Um, you know, we could have one or two. We can't afford three or four, but one or two, yeah, we could still happen. Uh, and you don't know what game it's coming, so you've got to prepare right, which Chelsea have. Uh, for the majority of the games and provided they continue to do so it might be just a little jolt if you like that hold on you haven't won it yet don't sit back on your laurels and of course they come out looking for a knock-on effect or a rebound effect and they did exactly that last night so it just give them a little jolt and let everyone know let them know that you know there's still other teams chasing them and it's not over yet I think that's absolutely right, mate. And I, I mean, I don't, th- I don't think for one minute any complacency was building in, you know, for that Palace result. But if if there was, I think that in a sense, the best thing that could happen was to to get one of those out of the way now, rather than uh, when it really, really gets to be squeaky bum time. So, uh, I mean, on on that point, I mean, we're we're now left, as you said, I think we're we're in good shape. I mean, we we now need eighteen points or six wins from eight games. So really, that was a massive, massive win for us last night. I mean, not least because it knocks City out of the title race. Although, you know, Spurs are are, are very much still still in there, aren't they? And uh, I mean, I, I had a feeling they were going to lose last night, actually. And you know, Swansea damn near did it until the ninetieth minute. Um, I'm not going to say I'm nervous about it, but uh, you know, they they they're not going away, are they, mate? <laughs> No, they're not going away, and they're, they're a side on the up firm, and it just shows what 
confidence is running through their squad that they can continue to go uh, right to the end, um, still believing, knowing that you know Chelsea are there and they believe are catchable, and they're doing it without Harry Kane. Um, so you know this could well go to the wire. It could well go to the six games. Mm. Um, haven't quite looked at Tottenham's running. Um, I don't know as the comparisons between the two, um, but you know they're a side on the up and they're going to continue to win games and we. You know, we could probably afford one more blip, but I wouldn't want to give them too much confidence. Mm. And bearing in mind, we still have an FA Cup semi-final at Wembley against them. Um, all sorts can happen, you know. All sorts of mental things can happen. Well, so, still a lot to play for this season. Yeah, I, I, don't you know what, mate? I, that's amazing. I, I, the next thing I was going to ask you was, was that. And you, you brought up the mental side of things. And, of course, you know, we, we'll get into talking about uh, the Bournemouth game in, in a sec. But, of course, Spurs play Watford before we play Bournemouth. So, you know, if they win that, then they've got that lead down to four points before we play. And, and I mean, you, you, you've, you've, you know, you've played at the highest level. You, 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 you know what this is like. I mean, does, does, it, does this affect you? Does it have effect on the mental side of things? Does it, does it have a bit, does it add more pressure? And, and, you know, how do you and how does the manager deal with that? Oh, you just get on with your own performance and get on with your own game. You don't worry about the opposition too much. But, you know, in the back of your mind, you are aware of these mm. things. Um, but sometimes it gives you a little bit of extra spur. You know, if they, if Tottenham were to win, for example, Chelsea would be going out, come on, they just won't. We've got to win this. It, f- just find a little bit. Or sometimes they'll think, oh, it's Bournemouth, which which is, I'm not going to accuse them of that because that hasn't been the case, you know, um, looking at teams and taking them lightly. Because at this stage or any stage of the season, you can't take teams lightly. Chelsea will prepare right. And providing the way I see it, they prepare right. Um, I think they'll win the league. Um, mm. They're in they're in good shape. They're in a better shape than anyone else. And the onus is on everyone else to um, do um, what Chelsea are at the moment, the only team capable of doing, of winning the title without anyone else having a say in it. All the rest can do is win all their games and hope that Chelsea drops some points to give them a possible say. But if Chelsea win the games they require, then no one else can do anything about it. And I think actually, you know, whilst I agree with that, and I think whilst yeah, you can say it, rack, you know, racks up the pressure on us, but uh, how dispiriting is it is it for Spurs to you know have come back from the dead, if you like, and win three one last night, only to find out that we'd beaten City, you know, and I, I think it works both ways. Yeah. And and as you said, at the end of the day, you know, we're we're at the top, and they're trying to hunt us down, so. You know, in a sense, they know that if we win all of our... In fact, they know that if we win our next six games, there's nothing that they can do. And I would imagine that that might also have an effect. Yeah, when I was talking about the mental effect, I I was thinking more of, you know, the FA Cup semi-final. Yeah, good Um, point. The games games leading up to that, if they they were to beat us, it's going to be a tight game, that one. You know, um, I think they, they are the best best team in the league other than ourselves over the course of the season so far they've given us two two tough games um, in the league um, if we, if they were to win at Wembley that's how we've got to recover that's the when I'm talking about the mental approach the mental um, whatever's going on in the league providing it remains the same and they're just a few points behind if they were to win that particular game um, the running is going to be interesting Chelsea will then have to have a rebound effect again or it could have a psychological effect the other way. So, you know, there's still plenty to play for. 
I mean, it does. It makes that semi-final even more fascinating than it would be normally, doesn't it? With everything that's going on in the league, and as as you said, it it could have it could have ramifications. Obviously, I hope, and I know you do, that we stuff them in the semi-final as well. Well, there you go. Anyway, <laughs> in, in I mean, here's a, here's just a final question on this thing. Do you, do you think that they might uh, drop points, Spurs? Because they did wobble for a bit last night, didn't they? Uh, that, well, you know, I think their, their their players are doing what our players are doing. Mm. You know, fighting for a position. You, you know, you look at Son coming in, scoring a goal. Mm. People are, you know, the Delis and the uh, Deli Ali, the uh, Ericsons. You know, they're stepping up to the plate when Kane's not there. Yeah. Um, they're they're all trying. You know, it's the same as when. Um, one or two players like Costa's not there. In comes William, Pedro, and so on, and we go on and win the game. Yeah. A, a squad with harmony tends to do that, and they tend to produce these results. A squad that hasn't got harmony and all playing for each other will drop points in them situations. Um, Tottenham are very much together, and they're very much got a belief, and they're having their best season for a long time. So they're going to be there. It's going to go to the wire, or, mm. or it's going to go to as long as Chelsea allow it to. Yeah. Chelsea win all their games, it'll be over three games before the end. Yeah, yeah absolutely well. I certainly, uh, for, for the sake of my heart uh, and my nerves, I hope it does. Uh, anyway, turning to, to Bournemouth on, on Saturday, Kerry, uh, I think one thing that we could yep. both be fairly sure of is that Bournemouth and the way that Eddie Howe likes to play, they're not going to part the bus. And in a sense, I, I'm hoping that that will help us in some way because it might leave us with a little bit more space and opportunity to, uh, you know, to create and, and hopefully score a few goals. Yeah, uh, listen, I think they've had a good season. I think he's doing a wonderful job there. Um, but like I say, he's doing a good job. He's got players. Uh, they're working for him. They're working for each other. And I still come back to the what I've been trying to come into you all season. <laughs> the manager is part of the group. And it's still the players that yeah. go out there and do it. And they've got to have that belief. He he instills the belief. But they've still got to go out there and do it. Um, they're playing well. They're doing okay. Um within the realms of what the expectancy levels that there are at Bournemouth. You know, no one, Bournemouth's first priority this season will be to stay up, and it will be every year, I imagine. But from from when they first started doing that, they've actually improved on that. They're now looking mid-table, they're now looking possibly top half, and, and so on. That's called progress. And, you know, Bournemouth have got that, um, or they have this season, but everyone knows that can change. Look at Leicester, champions to relegation threatened to finishing possibly mid-table or, or, or above. It, you know, things can change on, on belief and, and and results, obviously. But <clears throat> Bournemouth at the moment are a decent opposition. But, come on, potential champions, we should uh, be looking to take three points, and I'm sure we will. Yeah, I've I, I got to say, well, I, I think actually the fact that, I think, you know, given how we played uh, last night, I think that, that we'll be very, very confident and if there was a drop in confidence after Palace, I think it's absolutely definitely back. And again, I think that that will that will really help us. Uh, plus the fact that Hazard tends to like scoring against uh, uh, against Bournemouth, which gives me a little bit of uh, hope. Uh, and the other thing is this: is you're, you're going you're to like this. Costa is 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 due a goal. Uh, he hasn't scored for a while. But how about this for a stat? He's never gone four Premier League games in a row without scoring. Mm. Two things I'll come back with, never say never, and it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if he gets a hat-trick. Well, um, I've got a feeling. I'm know, going to put my house on go, it, mate. <laughs> it could go either way. Uh, you know, um, nevers are always there to be 
I told you so yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Uh, if he does, then it'll be five games or so and things like that. Uh, I'd never worry about Diego Costa. I've said that before this season when people started to come up stats, we haven't scored. He, he's a goal scorer and over the course of the season, his tally will add up. Um, games played, goals scored. Um, he'll get his quota. Sometimes they get five in five, like Vardy. Mm. He's, uh, I, I saw it mentioned last night that you know he's got ten goals into double figures for the season. Well, ten goals, but he's got five in the last five games since Ranieri's been sacked. Yeah. Um, ironic uh, that situation. So I wouldn't worry about it. Vardy will probably score goals at the end of the season, and I'm sure Diego Costa will get a few more to end the tally or end the season with a tally in and around a goal every every other game. So, yeah. you know, that's the sort of target that he set himself. That's the sort of ratio that he works to. And um, listen, I fully expect him to score. If not against Bournemouth, and he, then he does go four games. The stats will go back and it'll be five or so on. And, but he'll score after that. Um, I wouldn't worry about him. He's, he's part of it, and he will get goals. Yeah, I, I'm not at all. I, I, I really am. I'm going to. I'm going to stick some money on him to score. I really am. I'm feeling that confident about it. But I mean, that side, I, I, I really do think uh, that he. And I, people miss this, and it really irritates me actually. But I, I, I mean, I think last night was a classic example of actually what he does for the team. You know, when they were defending quite deep against City and letting them come on to him, you know, he was their out ball. And, and, he, and, and I thought he played with his... I mean, I know you don't like this because you like to see people banging goals in, but I thought the way that he played with his back to goal and held up play and, and fought for it up front and just gave them a bit of breathing space was superb. In other words, I think he really... He's quite... You know, there's actually... Surprisingly, in, in some respects, there's quite an unselfish, uh, you know, style to his play as well. And he, he does put it in for the team. And, uh, you know, I, I like to see that as well as obviously prefer to see him banging in lots of goals every time but you know I, I also appreciate that well it's part and parcel of what you get with Diego Costa and you know with different strikers you know what you're getting um, some you, some are natural goal scorers some uh, you, you get a shift like work rate or what's been perceived as work rate and you know that's what you get with Diego Costa you know exactly what you're getting you know exactly what type of player it is but as far as uh the fact when he hands in his CV, he's got goals um, in abundance on it. So, as I say, he's been doing it for years. I don't see a problem. Players don't change. Mm. And, you know, they might get a little bit older um, and they adapt. But by and large, the talent still keep coming in the same for people who are naturally that way. OK, then, mate. Time to nail our colours to the mast. Uh, how do you see it going? What's your prediction? Yeah, I think Chelsea by a couple. Um, and I think there could be goals in the game. As you've already said, um, Bournemouth play a certain way. Um, I think there could be goals in the game. Uh, I really do. Um, let's say 3-1. 3-1. And it wouldn't surprise me, 4-2. OK, yeah, so you might have both, have both ends then. I mean, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to go two nil. I think that uh, I think Hazard and Costa are going to score, like I was intimating earlier. But uh, I, I'd, I'd settle for two nil. Uh, I'd settle for I'd settle for three points. Really, that, at the end of the day, I, you know, to be really honest with you, mate, at the end of the day, that at this time of the season, it's just about the results. It's about getting those points and getting them racked up as quickly as possible. So I'm I'm really not that fussy about how we play or how many goals we score. But I do I do think we're as you quite often say on, on this show. You know, I think we're a good two goals better than. Bournemouth, so that's what I'm going to go for. There you go. 2-0, two, 3-1 two or 4-2. Everyone yeah. listening, 
Chelsea by two. Is he? Is Chelsea by two? That's also a good bet as well, isn't it? I think. Anyway, before we before we toddle off this week, I did promise that there's a lovely lady I know called Rima. Uh, whose birthday it was this week. So I promised I'd give her a birthday shout-out on the show. I'm sure you'd echo those sentiments. Yeah, certainly will. I uh, very wisely didn't say her age. Lovely lady, I'm sure. But uh, (laughs) happy birthday, whatever age you are, Reema. There we go. Nice one, mate. All right, fella, look, enjoy the weekend. Uh, I'm sure you'll be uh, watching with anticipation, as will I. Sadly, I'm not going because I don't have it. It's really hard to get tickets for Bournemouth away because they don't have many many tickets available because it's such a small ground. So it's... uh, it's one of the best away trips, but it's hard to get a ticket. So sadly, uh, I will be watching it on the TV too, but never mind. Hopefully, we'll be talking uh, next week about another three points for Chelsea, Kerry. Let's hope so, mate. Lovely stuff. I'm looking forward to that already. Uh, have a great weekend, and I will catch up with you again next week. Take care, Kerry. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Dave. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.